The most important thing to really emphasize is that these classes support a mom in her changing body. You have to understand that your body is just different. It's not bad, it's not weaker. It's just a little bit different, it has new limitations. Hi there and welcome to another episode of Shift with Shubra. I am your host Shubra Benetti and today we are going to be talking all things about prenatal yoga. Now we have already had an episode previously on the topic of yoga itself generically but what about prenatal yoga specifically? So yoga is the balance between the body, mind and breath and most people have probably taken a yoga class sometime in their lifetimes by now. Such a popular form of movement and exercise that is available out there. But if you haven't taken a yoga class before and you've been hearing now that you are an expecting mommy and you've been hearing that some form of gentle exercise would be great, you know, for your health, the overall health of you and your baby and your heart health. And you've been sort of exploring, oh, prenatal yoga and wondering whether this is, you know, whether it's for you, then you've come to the right place for today's episode. We will be speaking to Lim Tam. Lynn is a yoga instructor. She's also the co-founder of The Fierce Hearted. It is a company that promotes and centers on the awareness and support of women and mothers. And Lynn will be sharing all you need to know about prenatal yoga, whether it's for you, when you can do it, how intense it might be if at all you know and if it's something that if you are curious about what things you should consider before you step into your very first prenatal yoga class we'll also be touching upon a little bit about postnatal yoga so if you've always wondered about prenatal yoga whether it's for you then you've come to the right place and i hope you enjoy today's episode and its content don't forget to like subscribe share and comment share this episode with people that you know who might be interested in prenatal yoga but have never done it and are looking into doing it then this would be a great way to to know some information before they jump on that bandwagon if you have any ideas of episodes that you would like us to explore please don't forget to write into us you can email us info at sfamilywellness.com our instagram handle also is at sugar sleep solutions we'll be putting some of that information down in the show notes so don't forget to like comment and subscribe and share this episode if you think someone's going to find it useful thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you enjoy the episode well, welcome Lynn Tam. She is a prenatal and postnatal fitness advocate, as well as the co-founder of Hearted, a company that puts and centers on the awareness and support of women and mothers. Today, we're going to be talking all the ins and outs about prenatal yoga. So Lynn, can you just tell me a little bit about your journey for creating Fierce Hearted, how you got into the yoga space and then helping mothers or pregnant women with yoga? How did it all come? about for you i think the the whole thing came about when i became a mom pregnancy wise so you kind of know that there are things that's covered in classes held by hospitals and stuff like that there may be books as well and friends um, helping you along the way giving you advice and opinions but then again for every mom or every woman the body is very different 
So along the second and the third trimesters, I had experienced pains, aches and pains. You kind of take it as, oh, it's part and parcel of pregnancy, isn't it? And then you go for certain classes as well. But then through that, because I was all along very strong in yoga practice and other fitness, you know, getting engaging in other sports and stuff like that. When you realize that your body has changed, in my perspective, I'm thinking, oh dear, I'm getting weaker. Sure. So I pushed myself to get back to the level where I used to be. Right. Not that I was actually harming or just kind of endangering my own health. Not so much a baby, but just kind of causing more pain for myself. So, in, so for example, if I were to go for yoga and then they'll say, okay, get into this certain position. Sure. So it's a prenatal class, right? Hmm. Into a position and they'll say, okay, you kind of do your stretches and stuff like that. But I was unaware that I actually had pubic synthesis. So that's where there's a misalignment of the pelvic bone and that caused a lot of pain. And in that situation itself, a mom cannot have their knees wider than their hips. They cannot do a lot of stretching because the hormone relaxing actually comes into the picture and it actually kind of allows you to be a little bit more flexible than you, than you usually is, you know? So, so with that, after class and the next few days, it kind of got worse, the pain kind of got worse kind of taking as oh dear you know i'm getting weaker i have to push myself so it was a vicious cycle and then you think that okay i i know all these things i'm strong enough to go for labor i can hold the contractions and stuff like that right but then you go there and when it really hits you you get fearful and what happens when your body when, when you are afraid your body kind of goes into the fight or flight mode isn't it you kind of tense up and that actually leads to your body not being able to work the way it should be yeah. So all these little things put together, I mean, after delivery as well, I kind of looked back and I thought that I wasn't a good enough mom because I should have known this, this, that, 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 that. You know, why didn't I have that kind of knowledge? How, why am I not able to handle things the way I thought it should be? Mm-hmm. So it was that that kind of sparked, you know, the beginning of Fierce Hearted, where I also engaged myself in classes to attend causes to actually really know more about the body of a woman when she's pregnant when she's going through labor and also postnatal. So all things put together, you kind of realize that all these information, which are so important, there should be a huge weight on this and being sent out to women, but it's not there. And then because we are in Singapore, we kind of trust the medical system also. So we just trust the doctors, we trust the nurses, which is not a bad thing, right? Thank God for this medical system. But then again, we have to know how our body works. And without that kind of knowledge, everything is going to help back. And it's not exactly the journey that one would expect it to be. Lah. So then, so did you go into, what was your training before becoming a yoga instructor? Before that, I was actually in finance. I was in the finance industry. Yeah. So I was doing a little bit of stockbroking, business development, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then from this experience of what you went through with pregnancy and postpartum, then that sort of spurned the... Yeah. I've created the whole journey. For the cause of prenatal yoga, I had already been involved in yoga for 10 years in my own personal practice. So that's where I think even through different classes, you get to meet different teachers. And that's where you also realize, oh goodness, like different teachers, the way they teach the methods, it matters a lot. It either helps the student or it's just a general practice. But for me, it, I mean, I feel that everything should be a little bit more for a mom because that's where it's so important. You don't just have a mom, you have a mom and a baby. 
for the pivotal part of the journey, you know? Yeah. So for my class, I think the top priority is always having the mom to engage and connect with her body. Because the moment I tell you to bring awareness to, for example, your shoulders or your back, your lower back, you know, this is something that if I were to just talk about it, okay, you just imagine it's your whole body. But the moment I ask you to bring awareness to certain parts of your body, there's some kind of thing going on where you really just concentrate on that. So that is very important because all these little things that they actually teach in prenatal classes, it brings to the part where moms goes into labor. And so what can a mother expect from prenatal yoga? So maybe we can share a little bit more about prenatal classes. So for a prenatal class, what it actually helps for a mom is the prenatal class itself has seated poses. You have our standing poses, hip openness. That's why because sometimes you just feel like, you know, your hips are, you know, your hamstrings and everything is very tight. We also have a joint mobility, definitely breathing and relaxation poses as well. But the most important thing to really emphasize is that these classes support a mom in her changing body. You have to understand that your body is just different. It's not bad, it's not weaker. It's just a little bit different. It has new limitations, you know. So we focus not just on stretching, but also strengthening. Yoga is kind of a word that's used all the time and people kind of associate it with, oh, yoga means equals stretching. A lot of our toning and strengthening as well. So for we bring that aspect into prenatal classes. You know, so for example, what does a mom go through when she's carrying a baby? You're talking about weight, you know, that affects her lower back. So we have to give her um, exercises or rather teach her fitness sort of sequences where it actually strengthens her core, which includes her back and also her glutes as well. And then at the same time, what does a mom go through? She goes through lower back pains. She has water retention, sometimes even insomnia or headaches. So these are exercises where we hear the teacher always saying, don't forget to breathe, breathe in deep, breathe out. Why? It's because these two put together actually brings through blood circulation in the body. So that's just for mom, for baby, but it's also for the muscles, just so that it brings comfort for her. Prenatal yoga as opposed to regular yoga practice. Like if people think of, oh, I'm going for prenatal yoga, is there definitely not going to do that? You would probably do in a regular yoga, you know, class if you're not prenatal. Of course, because I, okay, for regular yoga and prenatal yoga, the line is very, very clean. Okay. At the end of the day, both of them, they are kind of encouraging the well-being of a person. You know, we're talking about fitness. We're trying to bring the person into the realm where you are really just aware of your physical limitations your mentally as well and then would you want to push these boundaries but for prenatal it's a little bit different because it's not about pushing the boundaries it's about teaching the mom that there's new limitations it's not bad so there's greater use of props like blocks so that your workout is made it's all just quality it's not the quantity that matters you know and then also it's less strenuous because we don't want to be compressing the mom's belly as well. We don't want to endanger baby, right? Yeah, so for prenatal classes, definitely that. Top priority is always, again, because we are working towards labor and delivery and also having mom to be in a great, in a pink of health after delivery. So these kind of things kind of pulls the mother in such a way that it also helps the mother psychologically. You know, sometimes pregnancy does have a toll on the mom. You're talking about stress. So that is so true breathing exercises. If you can actually help a mom, you know, she doesn't feel all that backache and stuff like that. Isn't it better? She feels better. She's happier, you know, and that actually brings to baby as well. And so in terms of the benefits then of prenatal yoga, you kind of mentioned a little bit about the breathing and that sort of help. 
with stress release? Is that what are the, the other benefits of prenatal yoga for the mom? Okay, we are talking about, so for example, we have two aspects, or rather three. I would include breathing, definitely. So for the stretching, it's definitely more of the aches and pains, isn't it? So for example, even like for a regular, we don't talk about pregnant women, right? But just a normal person itself, when you're at the desk, you're working. From morning all the way to like maybe late afternoon or evening, you can really feel that the body is very stiff. What's more for, you know, a mom who is carrying a baby and less weight for that. So when you're doing stretches and all, it really helps her to relieve that kind of pain. But then the strengthening poses is actually very, very important. It's because, for example, one doesn't really understand, but we also bring in pelvic exercises, not just Kegels, because Kegels itself, a lot of people focus that on pulling up. But for mom, you have to know that you have to be relaxed as well. It's the right balance. If your muscles are too relaxed, it doesn't work for you. If your muscles are too tight, it doesn't work for you as well. And when you go through labor, you have to understand that there are certain muscles you have to relax just to let your body have its own, you know, work out its own way just to bring baby into the air. If a pregnant woman has never done yoga in her life, can she still start while she just became pregnant? And when during pregnancy is it recommended to start prenatal yoga? Okay, it's definitely a yes. Any woman who is pregnant, they can start prenatal classes. But then again, I think we go to, according to the three rules. So for example, we were actually asked the mom, have you done any uh, prenatal classes before? Were you actually strong in your yoga practice? If you have never done any or done very little, then we would suggest that you go straight into just prenatal yoga itself. It keeps you safe and it has all the necessary modifications compared to a regular yoga. So instead of like, for example, a mom would probably be doing downward dog, but for some moms, they find that the moment they do it in that, when they get into that position, head is flushed with blood, they get dizzy and stuff like that. So we teach them modifications and that is very important to bring into the journey. So it's, we are talking about a lot of knowledge itself. Okay, if a person has already been strong in practice, for example, like for me, when I've already practiced 10 years of it, and then I go into prenatal classes, it's important to still go for prenatal classes because they teach you the necessary modifications. And then from there, if you think that, okay, I've learned enough, I can actually join regular yoga. And then that's where when you get into certain sequences, you can actually bring in your knowledge of the modifications to help yourself in that practice. Okay. And lastly is that we do have moms who get very excited, you know, the moment they are pregnant, I want to go and join a prenatal class. We would say that it would be good if they stick to gentle exercises or not at all. I'm toward the latter. Because for in the first trimester, we have to understand that the fetus is still in its implantation stage. And there's a very high risk of miscarriage. And we don't want that. You know, I mean, first trimester is just three months. It's okay to just rest, let your body work the way it is. And then after that, we can kind of get busy with the second trimester. Right. Mm -hmm. Second trimester onwards is a bit much more recommended time to then look into prenatal yoga or sort of light exercises. Out of curiosity, for example, let's say a mom who is pregnant or a lady who's pregnant decides, oh, I'm not going to go for classes. I just want to do some stuff at home. I'm just going to follow some gentle yoga. Let's say, uh, let's say hypothetically, are there, just for their knowledge, are there poses or certain positions that they definitely should be avoiding at all costs? We're talking about compressing of the belly. Anything that has you lying down in your belly or even just twist, poses that twist. So the moment you put a different direction and where you actually compresses belly. So that is where we are we're talking about poses that compresses the belly. So it's not just lying on the floor, but if you're doing twisting, 
So that is all very dangerous for baby. We don't want moms to get in certain balancing poses as well because for mom, her balance center of gravity is a little bit different. We look at that, you know. So with that, it kind of poses a little bit of a danger because if mom loses her balance, and then what happens if she falls? And of course, the last one is inversions, getting upside down on handstands. So that one is definitely a no-no. Mm, okay, so great. Are there any safety guidelines for prenatal yoga that moms have to be aware of in sense? Like, for example, like if they have certain medical conditions I would imagine that you just have to check with your doctor before yeah. you engage in anything, right? As you said, like if a mom is basically at fall risk, like they have, you know, dizziness already predisposed to dizziness or they have low BP perhaps or something like that. Yeah. These are things that they have to watch out for. Yes, of course. And um, maybe to add on for that. So even conditions like where there's low placenta placing, you know, preeclampsia, stuff like that, all, all these little things matters. So it's very important for someone to kind of voice out in class. Let your teacher know about that because you have modifications or certain poses that which is a big no-no for them. Yeah. I mean, yoga is not just about stretching and strengthening also. I mean, all these things have, doesn't really help the body. But then again, if the mom has a certain risk or really health condition, it can actually make things worse. Just as how all other sports is. Since obviously there are, there's so many yoga studios now and moms sort of pregnant women have the options to choose. Of course. Do you think is the top tips for someone if they're looking for the right prenatal yoga class? Like what should they be looking out for? Well, it's really quite tough to, to see just via website and reading about what the class, the classes or the studio offer. So sometimes it's also good to maybe just read a little bit about the teacher's background. You can always go for the trial classes or the first class itself. One thing for sure is for the moms is to always remember you kind of trust your body, not just listening to someone's instructions, you know, because everybody's body is a little bit different, just like what I went through, you know. So just as some other moms, they're very flexible. They don't have the condition of pubis synthesis. So they can do certain poses. But for me, even just standing on one leg hurt a lot. That is because I'm not supposed to put weight on one leg. I'm always supposed to put the weight, my body weight, on both legs. And it's very important for someone to, to kind of voice out, even during class. Okay, for example, I don't know why I'm feeling a little bit of a sharp pain in this pose. You know, am I supposed to do something else? And then just let the teacher know, don't hold back. And it's only through the beginning, the during of the class and after the class where a mom can actually kind of take a step back and see how do you feel after class? Is it making you feel better? Or are you not feeling so good? You know, that kind of thing. So that's where you kind of analyze and think and see if that class is really for you. Great. And in terms of, let's say, uh, prenatal yoga goes great, the baby has been born, how soon should a mom consider postnatal yoga? And what are the benefits of postnatal yoga, for example? Number one is always the green light from the doctor, you know, because we are talking about the different ways of delivering a baby, not just natural, but also through C-sec, isn't it? So both healing recovery periods are very, very different. So most importantly, the doctor would have to check and let you know if you are, you know, you're all ready to go. Most importantly is that for a mom, I think we have to, we have to bring awareness to the mom to know that her pelvic floor has gone through a lot. Her body has gone through a lot. It's nine months. It's not one month. You know, you carry the weight of the baby. Your baby can be very heavy 
you know? So these are the kind of things that the moment baby is out, it doesn't mean you can go back to square one. It doesn't work that way. It needs time to just recover. It doesn't matter. Confinement period is all about relaxing and recovering, isn't it? And in fact, that is actually the most important. So reading exercises as what I would teach in the prenatal classes itself, that can be brought to the postnatal side. And then it's because that actually helps the abdominal muscles to get into the center. So it's healing, not so much of opening. So the abdominal muscles actually open is actually a condition called the diastasis recti. And that's actually also known as the mummy pooch. You know, so as the mummy says, I have a mummy belly. It's been months. I don't know why it's not, it's not going away. Sometimes that is actually a condition that mom didn't even know that she had that. Or because she kind of, while you are taking care of baby, you keep bending down. There's a lot of carrying. You carry baby all the time. Your posture is bad. You don't sit up straight. You kind of slouch. So that puts a lot of pressure down on the abdominal muscles and together on the pelvic floor as well. So these are the things that we would have to cover in postnatal, you know, to help mommy understand that it is not a bad thing. You know, your body needs time, but it will surely happen. The recovery surely happens. Yeah, but you have to put in effort. Uh, time plays a part, definitely. And also your habits, your lifestyle habits. How do you carry baby? You know, how do you your eating eating is very important as well your diet because it helps to help your body to recover well in terms of like the frequency of someone going into let's say for prenatal yoga how often should preg you know a pregnant mom go for prenatal yoga is it like once a week is it twice is it every day once a week is probably the minimum i would think because i think even for you and me sometimes even at work or taking care of our kids we kind of get all tense up the stress kind of accumulates up in the shoulders sometimes it spreads up to the head gives you headaches and then for mom and she has all that weight she's walking around she definitely has some certain aches and pains isn't it so just by going for classes once a week it kind of hits the minimum but twice a week i think it would be good you know, so before it can become anything else, the mom's kind of does her exercises and all, and it kind of just gets stress away. Okay, mm -hmm. but not like five times, not like every single day. Like, what's the maximum? I don't think there's really a maximum. I think for me, I was very happy doing it four to five times a week because I really enjoyed the session, you know, and then I also, it, it also helped me a lot is because just by getting in certain positions, especially in third trimester, it helps baby to get to the optimal fetal position. So we are talking about all fours, you know, because the trimester is very important, right? That's where the baby starts to get engaged and stuff like that, right? You're trying to encourage baby to face downwards and getting engaged there, you know, so as to be in the right position for natural delivery. So there are a lot of poses in prenatal classes that actually encourages that. You know, just by getting all fours, even being in a puppy pose, not only does it relieve the pressure from the pelvic floor and the lower back, but it also encourages baby to stay in that optimal fetal position. Once they're given the green light from their doctor, like how often should they be considering going for postnatal yoga? For postnatal yoga, how often or when should they start? How often? How often? Once a week would be good as well. But for me, because I'm having certain clients that's coming over to my place or I'm going over to their place the most important is practice at home so what I teach you in class you have to set aside 10 to 15 minutes I know everyone's really busy isn't it but you have to think about yourself as well when you get better your mood is better your sleep is better everyone around you is happier too right yeah so whatever I teach in class or rather whenever a teacher teaches in class one has to be disciplined to bring it back home set aside some time and just practice that 
because you will realize that the moment you do it, you kind of make it into a habit. Not so much about just being motivated. The moment you put it, you make it into a habit, you realize you have to do it all the time. And when you do it all the time, you realize, yeah, yeah recovery does, does come in. You know, you get to see that your body actually shakes up, gets toner. You know, you feel a lot stronger. Postnatal, you're talking about aches and pains as well, you know. Not just fetal. Yeah. So when you bend down to carry baby or you do your housework or even just sitting at the table to do your work, it can bring a lot of aches and pains as well. Plus, baby carrying is not easy. So for a mom, I really emphasize that you must do something for yourself. It's self-care. It's a word that's being thrown around everywhere right now. But it is. It is what it is. It's very important. And we kind of touched upon this earlier, but in terms of postnatal, the best time to start really is, is it just after the doctor gives the green light? Like can mummy start looking for postnatal then or should they give some additional time? For me, I would recommend letting mom just having a rest. For me, rather, personally, I started just three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, four months. So you don't have to rush the process. The most important is when you actually let your body rest and at the same time, Maybe it's not, I wouldn't call it like the prenatal or rather the postnatal exercises, but there'll be certain things that maybe you can actually learn in such a way that, for example, for me in the prenatal class, I'll tell my clients, okay, so you remember the moment you go to postnatal, that's where you can practice the breathing exercises that I've taught you in prenatal. So they remember that and they start to practice that the moment after they give birth. A few weeks later, they can start to practice the breathing exercises because just by deep breathing, some actually call it the vacuum breathing. I call it the core breathing. But just by being itself, it helps the body to recover. Rather, 50% of the vacuum is worn already. Right. And how long can a mom do postnatal yoga for? I think it's more of some people have actually expressed their concern. When, for this postnatal yoga, is it only for moms who have just given birth? I would say it's for new moms and also seasoned moms. Because not everyone has addressed this issue of taking care of their body after giving birth. Yeah. There are moms whom I've actually uh, taken care of regarding the body for diastasis and also for weak pelvic floors. And they have re- their kids are already three, five years old. And yet they do have the same, the very same weakness that they had when they gave birth. And it's because this issue has never been addressed. The moment it's never been addressed, it will never go away. So it's more of when can you start, you can start definitely after you give birth. But it's not just for new moms, even for seasoned moms. If you feel that this is something that you have to address, just get down to it. You know, going for the class itself really is the first step. Yeah. And then when do you think they can graduate from postnatal yoga classes to just regular yoga classes? For that one, it's again from body to body, you know, because it's a little bit different in such a way that their core is very different. I use core because everyone understands abs, isn't it? But it's not just the abdominal muscles. We are talking about your back. You must have a strong back. And then if, you're, if you don't have a strong back, you are not working out to keep your body strong. Everything comes back to the front and onto the pelvic floor. You will only know if you are ready when you can feel that your body is much stronger in certain poses. And even, for example, running. A lot of people don't know about this, but running is one of the big no-nos after giving birth. Because your body has gone through so much, when you run, that bounce and that jump that you're going through, and especially because your, your core is not that strong after giving birth, isn't it? So it brings a lot of pressure down again to the tummy and also to the pelvic floor. So once you feel, and because of that, some women actually experience a little bit of a pee coming up. Yeah, when they run. Yep. that's a sign. Cough, 
sneeze, when you laugh, when you run, when you even do a little bit of a skip, that kind of thing. So these are big signs. Lower back pain, it doesn't seem to go away. These are just signs that your body has not yet fully recovered get some clearance from either an experienced yoga teacher or definitely from the doctor first the gold standard is just get the poo from the doctors and then either you know check with your prenatal yoga or your postnatal yoga teacher or a i would imagine also a women's health physio as well would be quite helpful to just oh, yeah. either, you know into different yeah. activities so Maybe we'll just to wrap up, like I wanted to ask, I asked all my practitioners this, but what is the shift that you want to create with the work that you do? I would think it's really more of placing a great emphasis on women's health. It's not something to be overlooked. Someone who shouldn't just take pregnancy as just a journey and then be done with it. And also her supporting partners, which is her spouse, her family members. Everyone should understand that a mom, as much as she took nine months to have a baby, she needs time to recover and strengthen as well and even be stronger than what she is before because there's so much going on for her. For me, it's not just a practice. It's a part of a bringing up awareness, empowering women with knowledge. The moment you have that knowledge, you don't fear. You know that you can take care of yourself. You know what's going on. You know, so there's a lot of things going on with regards to prenatal and postnatal classes right now is because the moment teachers actually really enforces certain information and rather empower women with such information, they realize, hey, you know, I think I can do it. I feel a lot more confident with taking care of myself. I know when something is wrong and I know I shouldn't let someone just lead me in this. You know, I can do it. Yeah. yeah, just to finally summarize, but like to sum it up, but like, is there any sort of like cases that you've come across with women that you've worked for and then seen how prenatal and postnatal yoga has really, really helped like one of your clients, for example? Oh, yes, of course. I think for prenatal itself, many have actually, you know, especially after they have delivered the baby, I think it's, they have actually sent me messages to let me know how they have actually felt the difference, especially for those who have, haven't been engaged in prenatal yoga before compared to one in which they have actually engaged in prenatal classes and also have that certain knowledge to bring into the labor room. So like I said, remember just now when we were talking about not having the right balance when the muscle is too tight or too loose, it doesn't work for the mom. In the labor room itself, we are talking about a mom who needs to push the baby out, right? But at the same time, her pelvic floor has to be relaxed to let baby out. Yeah. However, Kegel classes, sometimes when everyone practices Kegels, they kind of keep pulling back all the time. So the moment they have to push, they pull back at the same time. And, that, and because you're not relaxing, baby can come out. So, and then after that, they get scared. They have that pain, you know. So everything becomes a vicious cycle again. So with, with such knowledge, I think it helped a lot of mom to kind of be aware and kind of connected with their body. The moment doctors and nurses kind of advise them in the labor room, they're able to take it into their own. And then they do it, whatever that's available for them, for their baby as well. Mm, amazing. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn, for coming on and telling us all the benefits about prenatal yoga. And for all the mummies and, you know, expecting mummies out there, please get in touch with Lynn. Thank you so much again, Lynn. Mm -hmm.